0: Athens Citizen of the Year is selected by the people who won the award the previous five years. For 2020, that was Drew Douglas, Willie Robson, Milburn Chaney, Freddie Paul, and Steve Barksdale. With the pandemic in mind, this year the group decided to honor the medical community of
1: Athens. Here's Steve Barksdale. We want to honor, as Citizen of the Year 2020, the team of doctors that we have and then the doctor society we have here, the administrators that we have for each one of these facilities that help generate what we have here, uh, the nursing staff, from the nurses at the hospital, they have to endure a different type of thing, the nurses that, and the assisted living have, all the different things that they have to deal with. We're looking at clinical people that are behind the scenes, that are in the labs and and helping serve and then we're looking at non-clinical, which is those people that have to clean up every day and every hour. They're walking down the halls with a mop and with a spray and with a wipe down. And, you know, they're trying to keep the COVID from even coming close to us. And then our first responders, you know, how would it be like if you and I went in to help somebody and they're dying of COVID and we don't have any protection other than we're just going to pick them up and take carry them, put them in the ambulance, you know. Or air flight them, something like that you know it's just it's it's mind boggling to me that they have the heart and the passion, which is their that's what they've chose to do, but think about put yourself in their shoes, what do they feel like when they have to go home and thinking, Well, you know, do I have covid am I taking it home with me? you know and um it, I, I, the fear factor there and and only by the grace of God that we've been blessed that we have this group of people that we can at least highlight and we just didn't want to leave anybody out and so we want to make sure that anybody that's healthcare provider of athens texas deserves to be our citizen of the year for 2020.
0: to highlight the medical community we chose to talk with someone from each of the major areas steve mentioned doctors nurses administrators clinical non-clinical and first responders Today, our guest is Lakeland Medical Nursing Manager, Alexis Odom, to talk about clinical staff. So, start out by telling us who you are, what you do, and your background.
2: Okay. Uh, My name is Alexis Odom. I am the uh, nurse manager at Lakeland Medical Associates. I've been in that position for about two years, but I have worked at Lakeland. Uh, for almost 17 years now. Um, I worked with Dr. Richard David for 15 of those years. I was his nurse. So, um, my background, I've lived in Athens for about 18 years. Um, I've been in LVN for 24 years and I've always worked in the clinical setting, the doctor's offices
0: and family.
2: Family. I have, yes, I am married. I have, um, between me and my husband, we have four children, two boys, two girls, and then I have one granddaughter. So yeah, very excited. Awesome. Yep.
0: And you live here in Athens?
2: I do live here in Athens. I live about five minutes away from work, so it makes it even better.
0: I love those long commutes. That's my (laughs) commutes the same way.
2: Exactly. About
0: three minutes it's great. Exactly. My, my, my brother lives back east in the city, and, and I love to laugh at him for that. Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, and so the reason uh, we've invited you here today is specifically to talk about a group of people who are in the medical community um, that patients actually see a whole lot of, but they don't get as much Credit sometimes I think as as they might deserve, and that's people like phlebotomists, the people who draw your blood, the radiology techs, um, the people who are are doing that kind of work. Um, and you work directly with those folks at Lakeland.
2: Yes, yes, I do.
0: Okay, Sh- tell me. Let's start with tell me what kind of people, what what kind of services are we looking at when we're talking about those. Um, those kind of technicians, those clinical people?
2: Right. Um, You know, we see the same patients all the time. Um, So we get to know those patients very well. They're up there monthly, every quarter, twice a year. Um, We see them. We see their family because we are family practice. I mean, we see them pregnant. We see the babies, and we see them all the way up, you know. And so we have the... um, the phlebotomists, you know, they get to know the phlebotomists very well. We draw their blood. We go out to the vehicles and get the COVID swabs and the strep swabs now and, and radiology. I mean, she has been there for a long, long time, years, even longer than me. So, uh, she knows everybody and, and, you know, we try to get them in and out and get their chest x-rays and, you know, get them back out into the office to see the doctor and, So, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're close to them.
0: So these are the kind of services that, again, we're talking about Lakeland. We're also talking about the hospital. We're Mm -hmm. talking about all over Mm -hmm. Athens. These type of things are happening Mm -hmm. all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, the ones I think of are drawing blood Mm -hmm. and radiology. Yes. Um, Are there any other kind of clinical type things that people do? Um, I, maybe, uh, physical therapy or those kinds of things.
2: Um, not in our clinic, if that's what you're asking, I guess. No, I was thinking just overall in the industry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The home health nurses. Yes, they have. We have home health nurses. We have a lot in Athens. Uh, we work closely with them. They go to the patient's house and do occupational therapy, physical therapy, um, wound care, you know, Oh just, yeah, there you know, you go. making sure the patients are taking their medicines like they're supposed to, trying to, you know, get them to doctor's appointments and whatnot. So right. yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was trying to, no, that's okay. Yeah. That's what I was trying to, uh, trying to right. get, because it's a, it's a, it's a broad spectrum of yes. services that, that people, I don't know, we, I think sometimes we take for granted in right. our medical care. Right. Um, And specifically, we want to talk about 2020 um, and COVID. And how much has COVID changed those type of services?
2: Tremendously. Um, You have to be careful now, whereas before with the phlebotomist, with the blood draws, um, you know, it could be done in the office. If the patient is sick now, we have to go out to their vehicle. We have to go out in the heat, in the rain in the snow here recently Um, radiology it's the same way if they need something done they kind of have to wait out in their vehicles and we have to know that they're out there kind of whip them in the back door get the x-ray and then take them back out some doctors have a sick room where those ones can be inside so that makes it easy Um, but as far as the home health also, that had to affect them tremendously because they are actually in the home if the patient is sick or maybe they don't know if they have COVID, you know, so that, that had to be hard.
0: So yeah. I've talked to um, several other, the uh, done several other interviews in this process. Um, and a lot of the things, one of the things that keeps on coming up is PPE mm-hmm. and the changes mm-hmm. in in PPE. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, how much has that changed for? Uh, I do you call them clinicians?
2: The staff. We just call okay, them. Okay, great yeah. staff. I yeah. love that a
0: lot better than clinicians. <laughs> so so the so staff. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have staff at, at, at Lakeland, mm-hmm. which is which is a, a, a clinic like that, and then you've got the hospital and, like you said, home health and mm-hmm. these people. What what changes in PPE have been seen over the last year?
2: It's been really amazing. At the beginning, we were unsure exactly how COVID was working. So it was, you know, we had PPE at the office, but we never walked around with masks on. Uh, we had gloves. We didn't gown up. I mean, it just wasn't, that's not what we did. And I'm sure it's the same for the home health agencies. Um, but then we weren't sure how the COVID was working. So it was all of a sudden we've got to find gowns. We've got to find masks. We've got to find sh- face shields and, and it changed for the lab too. I mean, cause before they would just get down there and draw the blood or swab. Well, now they have to gown up. So it, it makes, I think it's made us more aware you know, and of what's going on out there, germ-wise. So in the beginning, it was really just gown up, and and we look like, you know, s- basemen out in the front <laughs> with our guns, and would just, you know, and now it's become, you know, we don't have the guards at the front anymore, the staff at the front, but we still, you know, check temperatures and are asking people to put masks on and providing masks to them, and.
0: Do you think that that's something, especially when you talk about your staff and you talk about someone who's drawing blood or Mm -hmm. working one-on-one with a patient, do you think those changes in PPE are something that's going to be around a while or maybe stay?
2: I think so now. I, I think it's made us more aware of just how bugs can be transmitted to us, you know.
0: One of the things I've heard is the process with the PPE, you know, elsewhere Mm -hmm. and not just here is that um, because there's not enough of it, Mm -hmm. there's stress put on staff because of the inability to get fresh Mm -hmm. or the fact that you have to wear this mask multiple times. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that?
2: Absolutely. In the beginning, it was hold on to your mask for as long as you can. When it gets dirty we'll go ahead and switch it out. But because we were having a difficult time getting it, it was like, hang on to it. And so we were um, asking the girls, if it's not visibly dirty, keep it on. Um, gowns, and- too. If we took a gown off, please be careful taking it off. If you've not been around anybody, you can wear it again tomorrow. And the same with the shields.
0: Because there just wasn't enough. There
2: wasn't enough. And now that's kind of different things like in the beginning it was the masks you know because not everybody had them it just wasn't something that we kept around and but now we're able to get a lot of masks and as you know you can buy masks anywhere now um so now it's gloves gloves seem to be a hot item i don't know if it's because some places stop making gloves to make something else but now our gloves are on allocation with the facility that we order it from, the organization we order from. So I'm only allowed so many gloves. And I
0: actually, it's funny you say that because um, in another part of what I do, mm-hmm. um, I actually ran into that and had somebody say, mm-hmm. wow, there's a shortage of rubber gloves now. Yeah. And, they're, and their order is on back order. Yes. Wow. Okay. So we still haven't gotten PPE figured out, it sounds like.
2: Correct.
0: Yeah. Um What's it been like for um, staff to deal with all of the changes Mm -hmm. um, that have happened?
2: It's honestly mentally exhausting. Uh, We're exhausted. It's we have we all have families. I have a lot of staff that have young kids, and you just don't know how it's gonna. You don't want to see your baby sick. So it was in the beginning and I did the same thing with my family. I'd come home and take everything off and go straight into the shower and, and wash and, and that's exhausting after a while. You're scared you're going to give your family something. You're scared you're going to give your parents something. Um, and you don't want your grandbaby sick. So, um, and people didn't understand. So we get a lot of questions thrown at us and we were still figuring it out too. So that's, That's mentally exhausting. You want to help these people and give them the right information. But as you know, in the beginning, that just was real scattered, the information we got. So it's just, it really has been mentally exhausting.
0: And that's one of the things about COVID that's been so hard is that you can't put your thumb on it and really hold it down. And Mm -hmm. it's such an odd disease. It is. (laughs) And um, there's been so many problems. How how has that been? Because I would think that. Um, for you, for you guys in your industry, the one thing you definitely want to have for somebody is an answer. Exactly. Um, and and to not have that.
2: It's, it's super frustrating for people to call and say, I have these symptoms. Do you think it's COVID? And it's like, it very well could be because COVID, the symptoms are everything and anything you can think of. And sometimes no symptoms. And it's like, well, am I safe to go visit my grandchildren? I haven't seen them in six months. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's just, you could have it and not know. You could, the sinus headache you have could be COVID. It's just, because like you said, you do want to give them answers. You want these people to go out and be able to see their families. And it's it's terrible that you can't tell them for certain.
0: So you you talked a little bit about what it was like for the staff trying to, trying to, you know, going home and wanting to make sure that it was mm-hmm. safe to see their family. What was it like for the families?
2: I think, I know my family was very concerned at the beginning. Um My mother uh, was very concerned. She'd call me all the time and, are you okay? How are you feeling? What's going on? And I, I think that's the biggest thing too. I think families are worried about us. Doing what we do also because it is such a new virus and you just don't know.
0: And it seems to me that when you talk about, you know, we're, again, we're, when we started this, this is, this is the podcast about clinical services and those kind of people. It seems to me that those type of, those type of things would um, naturally make you a little more susceptible. Like it's really hard to protect yourself when you're drawing blood or exactly. when you're uh, swabbing someone's nose exactly. for COVID or you're doing something like that. It seems like that would be, hey, this is the danger zone.
2: It is. When you get close to those patients at that point, you're reminded it could be transferred this way because a lot of our patients are, you know, we have a lot of hard of hearing patients and and now we have masks on and they can't. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to see what you're saying if you have a mask on. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, no, I, you're abs you're absolutely right. I, it's amazing. I've I figured out how much I'm actually reading lips exactly when I'm talking to somebody. Right. I'm guessing my uh, my hearing in my age isn't quite as good. I I need that little bit mm-hmm. of. to help me understand what's going on.
2: Right, right. And a lot of people come in and they don't wear the mask correctly because they don't know. I mean, I understand. Or they're wearing a mask that, that's really not a mask. That's just kind of a, and um, it just seems to be getting worse now with all the different masks that people have on. And then you have to get close to them and you're like, oh, this is it. Is this it?
0: (laughs) So do do you ever get to the point when you're, so I'm in my office. My office is uh, empty most of the time. I have whole hours where I don't think of COVID. Right. Do you have time in a clinical setting when you're seeing patients where you think, well, I'm not thinking about COVID right now?
2: (laughs) No, not really. It's right now, it's always in the back of your mind.
0: I, I was I would think that it would be like oh, yeah. boom the big thing all the time now
2: right right and you would think this far into it that maybe you would kind of push it back but you really can't because it's still so devastating.
0: And you talked a little bit um, earlier about it being you know dealing with it mentally. How are how is staff how are these clinical workers dealing with it emotionally?
2: I think we are actually coming together, you know as a clinical staff um there may be some times where we're kind of joking and messing around, and that's just kind of to blow off some steam Dallas humor right. We okay. try to you know not make it as serious just to just to give it a break um but it really has been hard because in the clinical setting. There's a lot of things that we were doing before that we're not able to do now. I mean, we used to be able to go into the conference room and all eat lunch together. Well, we can't do that now. You know, we can't all sit close to each other. Because so, that was always good at lunch. You know, they would um bring lunch in, and we could sit back there and just blow off steam back there at lunch and, and talk about different things. And so it's, you know, we can't do that now. So that can be frustrating at times. Um, Yeah.
0: That's that's an interesting point because I hadn't really even thought about mm-hmm. that. And you can't even rely on each other. I mean you can't lean on each other the same way you did before. Right. So right. it's kind of a loneliness, I would think.
2: Yeah, it it's made a big difference. Um and I, I but I do think it has brought us closer. I mean we all have the same goal and we're all in the trenches together and you know, that makes it that's helpful.
0: So do you have any moments that you've, um, that would really stand out to you? So like 10 years from now, when you think back or you're talking to your grandchild who's mm-hmm. get, gets a little older, and you're like, I remember back in 2020. Mm-hmm. W- what's the, what's the thing you're going to remember? What's the moment that you're going to remember?
2: You know, and probably people are giving you the same, you know, just the amount of people that are passing from it, the unexpected passing of some people. Honestly, I was hoping that something like this would bring maybe the community together, and I think it has to a certain extent. But I think the unhappiness of everybody, there just seems to be a general unease and and I don't know what better word, but grumpy. Um, and it just seems to be more prevalent. And I don't know if it's because we are stuck in our houses, we're not going out like we used to, so we're watching things closer on TV and... Um, but just the – there seems to be a lot of division, and whether it be with the COVID, whether you believe it's a real disease or not, whether you want to wear a mask or not, um, whether you want to come into our office and, and put your mask on or if I have to ask you to, you know, leave if you're not going to put your mask on, just – I think that, I mean, yeah. Does that make sense? It
0: makes perfect sense. Have you seen a lot of that where you've had people come in and and not yes. want to follow those rules?
2: Correct. And it's, it's very frustrating because it's not, what people don't understand, I think, is when I come to you and I ask you to do that, it's not because I'm making the rules. This is, we're governed by higher ups and, and I respect your beliefs. And that's fine, but when you come into this building or when you go to Walmart or where you go, you know, just be nice to the person who's who's asking you to do this. He's just doing his job. It's to protect everybody else.
0: I, I think <laughs> I, I get it. That's, um, and I guess as some of these clinical-type people, they've borne the brunt of some yeah. of that, haven't oh, they? Oh,
2: Absolutely. And it, it is, it's, it's awful. It's, you know, that's the hardest thing for me right now is just the, and I understand people are tired. I mean, we're tired too. Sure. We don't like coming in and checking our temperature and, and losing nurses. We catch it too. You know, we catch it too at uh, the COVID and we had, there was a little, you know, a time there where we had quite a few nurses out just because it's it's just a matter of time when you're working. We get the flu. We get belly bugs. We get, you know, we catch what you guys are bringing in. And um, it's just, and I understand people are sick, and people don't feel good, but, you know, we're trying to do our job. We're trying to help you, and we just want a little cooperation. That's, you know, as soon as you leave the office, take your mask off. Just whatever you want to do. But...
0: It has become something that seems to go way beyond the fact that we're in a pandemic. Right. So you've been a nurse for a long time Mm, and and been working in the industry for a long time. Uh, What was it like when you had that first moment, that first realization that was like, wow, this is really a pandemic, and this is really one of those things they're going to talk about in a 100 years.
2: Right. It scared me to death. I honestly thought I was going to go through my nursing career and not have to deal with anything like this. I mean, you see things like this on TV in other countries. Um, you don't see us in Athens, Texas, fully geared up, wandering around the parking lot. Trying to you know take care of patients. That's it. Really scared me, and I could have gone my entire career without. That have been with okay this. with you. That would have been fine. Yeah, it, it it was. I just knew this was it. I just. Yeah. I was scared. I was really scared.
0: Um, and the numbers were not. I mean, we are now. Thankfully, as we sit here Mm and near the end of February, the numbers are coming back down and and we're in a fairly decent place Mm -hmm. with COVID. Um, But uh, we lost a lot of people in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really was that big a deal.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: So you hear that, um, you hear that, the medical community is going to be honored mm-hmm. as the citizens of the year
2: mm-hmm.
0: what's your thinking? What do you think when you hear that?
2: When I heard that, I thought it's it is long overdue. I think for quite a while now we are we were considered just you know. You're just there. You're you just need to take care of us. And and this is what you do. And, you know, we don't have to be nice to you. We don't have to. This this is, you know. And I think it made people realize how important nurses are. Um, And it happened to come at a time when it was the I think it was the and I was so excited for 2020 because it was the year of the nurse. It had been a 100 years since Florence Nightingale's... Really? Yes. That all yes. blew
0: by everything?
2: Everything. And I was so excited at the beginning. I said, this is our year. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a great year. This is the year of the nurse. And we couldn't do anything. So the fact that in 2021 um, you are honoring us is fantastic. I think it's, you know, we didn't get it in 2020, and I think... You know, 2021, I think they deserve it. All of us deserve it. Well,
0: that's that's really awesome. I did not know that 2020 was supposed to be the year of the nurse. Yes. Um, And so I am really glad to uh, hear that we're going to be able to at least remedy that a little bit. Yes. By recognizing uh, the, the clinical staff
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in Henderson County, along mm-hmm. with the nurses, the doctors, mm-hmm. um, and the administrators, and everybody else who are part of our medical community. Right. Before we go and we close this out, is there anything that I didn't ask that you really wish I had asked that you wanted to say?
2: I don't think so. I think, you know, I I think this is going to help people, when you put these out here, um, just to let them know that, you know, we are doing everything that we can and we are just as frustrated as you all with everything that's going on with, um, you know, the COVID vaccine is out there now. Uh, trust me when I say we have ordered it and we are receiving it, but we are receiving it in smaller amounts than what we've ordered.
0: Well, then you go back to the whole thing with the masks is yeah. for every person that is mad at you because you don't have the vaccine. There's another person who thinks that it's all a
2: scam. Right, right, absolutely. So it's, you know, I feel like we're giving it 110% right now, trying to get everybody taken care of because that's what we want to do. That's what the doctors at Lakeland want to do. That's what the doctors everywhere want to do. And that's what the nurses want to do. We want to take care of you. And, um, you know, we just, we're doing our best. And there are a lot of people out there who really do appreciate us. I don't want to overlook them. I mean, I have a lot of patients that I've known for a lot of years that absolutely I love talking to. They appreciate everything we're doing. And um, we just need to, you know, give all health care providers just, you know, let us do what we're supposed to do and and take care of you and, and give us some grace.
0: Alexis Sodom, thank you very much for being a part of the project, and congratulations
2: on being named citizen of the (laughs) year. Thank you very much.